Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to another week of Ike's Flame and another episode, and I'm super pumped to be with you this week, as this is our first week in December. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up. We got a couple, uh, probably three guests here that are coming here in December. We do not have a guest today, but we will get to those later here in the month, and uh, just a good time of the year. Uh, we got just had Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S., and we got Christmas coming up, and um different holidays, whatever you celebrate, wherever you are at. Um, uh, we are, I'm excited for your holiday season and Christmas in particular, and um, just be able to enjoy that and enjoy time with family. And I hope you guys are able to spend time with family here in the next uh, few weeks and month or so. So um, as we get going here in December, uh, we got, like I said, we'll have a few guests on here later in the month. Um, this month, we won't really have a theme. It's just going to be kind of some sporadic, fun ones, um, closing out the year. And then we'll get back to a normal theme come January. So uh, it will be... Um, It'll be fun. I think there'll be some, just give you guys a heads up. We got some people, we all have some uh, guys coming on to talk about the original trilogy. Um, and then we also have a guest on. I'm excited to have her on. It'll be the first time I've had her on and really collabed with her. And maybe you guys get some ideas for some Christmas presents if you have other Star Wars lovers in your life or you can put some of maybe some christmas presents on your own list for them uh her she um is a crafter and does um some cool makes some cool star wars type gifts um so we'll be talking about that we'll dive into that with her and then another one i'm excited about as well and this will be more just to get to so you guys can get to know me and a little more and also because i don't think i've really done that a whole lot and also, you can get to know uh, my wife. So I'm going to have my wife on as well, and we're going to talk some Star Wars. We're just going to talk some life and um, let you guys get to know us some as well here later in the month. So that'll be fun. So those are the three things we got coming up later in the month uh, But I'm looking that I'm looking forward to. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So this week, though, we are got a fun show for you. And this is just, I kind of came up trying to think, okay, what? Like one off show could I do for this week? And this is what I came up with. And I thought it would be fun to rank the Star Wars shows that have came out in 2022. And so we're gonna I'm gonna rank those on my personal opinion and um love to hear from you guys after you listen to this, like hey, what what's your favorite rankings and those sorts of things. So I have come up with four shows, the four shows that came out in 2022, and we'll rank those and talk about why I have them in what spot and that sort of thing as we go throughout uh, this podcast today. So that is what we're going to talk about. So um, see if you guys' match with mine or if you have differing opinions, and we'll go from there. So the four shows we're going to rank, and this is no specific order to start with. we got Andor, Kenobi, Tales of the Jedi, and Book of Boba Fett. Um, so those are the four I c- that came out this year. Um, Book of Boba Fett, technically the first episode came out in 2021, I know, but it mainly came out in 2022, or the first two, one or two episodes, I think it was just the first one. So, um, I'm counting Book of Boba Fett as 2022, um, to add to our rankings. So we're going to rank these four, um, here. So, uh, as we get going, uh, we're going to start number four, and we're going to go down to three, then we're going to jump to 
then I'll tell you one and two at the same time because once I do that, you guys will know what one is one and what one is two, and we'll talk about that. So, alrighty, number four. Well, the the one I have at number four, and I think there's probably gonna be a lot of people that would agree with me on this is I have Book of Boba Fett at number four, and the reason I the reason I chose Book of Boba Fett is for a couple reasons. Um, one. To me, Book of Boba Fett was like a Mandalorian season two and a half, kind of. There was a lot of Mandalorian. There's a lot of Grogu. Um, there was a lot of, I mean, we even saw Luke and Ahsoka and a lot of different characters. And so I think that was the other reason. And kind of along with that, kind of the second reason I would hold Book of Boba Fett in that number four spot was because... I was expecting you to get more Boba story, and we did get some, um, which I thought was a lot of fun. But I kind of hope wished we would have got more. Um, we wish I wish we got got more of Boba story, more of um, like we got Boba with the Tuscans, which was pretty fun. I enjoyed those episodes and the, that sort of thing. But we didn't necessarily get like like I, I, we had this whole like Moss um, Espa thing and like. That wasn't necessarily bad, but at the same time, I kind of felt like Boba's trying to be a super good guy now, and I don't know if I like that a whole lot. And maybe that's just my that's just my personal opinion. You guys can do with it what you want, but that this I felt like we could have got more. Like I feel like Boba, like all he all his goal was to be a good guy. He didn't necessarily have a whole lot of motives behind that. And I wish there was more motives behind that. I'm okay if we make and we want Boba Fett to be a good guy, but why? Like, can we dive into more history of why Boba Fett wants to be a good guy? And so I think for me, that was, I wish there was more, I feel like there wasn't much character development. And I feel like we could have got a whole lot more backstory to Boba Fett. Um, even if we did some flashbacks that started before the Sarlacc pit, um, we got, honestly, I wasn't even sure if we were going to get the Sarlacc pet on the first episode, but we did. And so, like, I think they could have done more of that. And, like, for instance, like, we got a little bit of Boba getting his ship back and Bobo, uh, working with the Tuscans and that sort of thing. But then we got into a little bit more of, like, where are the pikes come into this? Like, does, I don't, do, does Boba have a thing with the pikes, like? maybe a little bit way back in the Clone Wars, but not a whole lot of connection there. So I just feel like there was a lot of loose ends with Book of Boba Fett, and there was a there was a lot of untapped potential with the Book of Boba Fett. And so there was a lot of cool aspects um, with like the Rancor and seeing a little more development with um, Fennec Shan and the that sort of thing it was really cool i thoroughly enjoyed seeing um cad bane live action um i was a little sad that i mean i kind of figured when he came in he was gonna die but i was also kind of sad he did because i was kind of hoping there'd be more interaction there and i mean because i that's the thing like i don't know i mean you could have done a lot of things with book of boba fett you even could have brought han solo in and had a han solo boba fett rivalry going on I mean, that might be kind of out there, but, like, some different things like that, that, like, there's, I think there's other characters that Boba Fett, 
could have had more more meaning behind it. Um, there's a lot of Boba Fett lore. There's a lot of Boba Fett um, that sort of thing, like lore and background that just wasn't tapped like I think it could have been and that sort of thing. And so I think that, for me, was a disappointment. So overall, it was a pretty good show. I enjoyed it. Um, it was still Star Wars. It was still got into some cool things. But for me, it was not... It was not near as good as what I thought it could be. Um, and I thought it could have been really good. Honestly, I think it could have been the best show of the year. If it was. It would have been, they would have tapped into some of the potential. And so, and not necessarily brought Mando in as much. Um, and kind of had some more separation and those sorts of things. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was what it was. It wasn't bad. I mean, I'll be interested to see if they get to do a Book and Boba Fett Season 2. Uh, and where that would go. I mean, I'm going to throw this out there. And I know I talked about this, this with, I guess, Twin Sun Talks a while back. But, like, I would have rather seen Mace Windu come back. And Boba Fett have a this fight and this trying to find Mace Windu and all this. Like, I would have rather seen that because that has a much more lore and much more rivalry and tension to tap into than what they did. So that's what I'll leave it at. But um, so Boba, Boba Fett number four, number three, as we go, is Kenobi. Um, this may be a shock to some of you guys. I don't know. I know there's a lot of people that really liked Kenobi. I know there's some people that didn't weren't huge fans of Kenobi. I will say this much. I thought Kenobi was great. Very well done. I think I... I think there's also an aspect to Kenobi where it's hard to do that. Um, that was not I that could not have been an easy show to write, an easy show to do because you're filling in gaps and you, there's limitations. Um, and I know I've talked with some people and heard some people talk about this idea of like Kenobi couldn't die, Darth Vader couldn't die, like there, like there's certain characters that can't die and that causes limitations and certain things can't happen and so like. Because of that, I think it was limited, um, but it was still really good. I enjoyed the whole story arc with Leia. Actually, that kind of surprised me. I did not see them going that way with Leia, but I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I thought that was really well done, really cool. I think it was cool to see kind of a broken Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan trying to find himself uh, after everything that happened with Order 66 and his fight with Anakin on Mustafar and all that and like it was also really interesting that like obi-wan didn't realize vader was anakin um and that whole connection even and so like i just think that was whole kind of cool and i think like um maybe the most iconic line of the show was uh when owen was like you're gonna train anakin like you trained his dad or train luke like you trained anakin and like him wrestling even with that and getting to know anakin and owen even trying to wrestle with this whole like should obi-wan be involved and all that so it was a very good show and like i said i really enjoyed the leia aspect of the show i enjoyed the inquisitors in live action um i thought that was really fun i thought the whole reva or reva type of vibe i i liked it um i wasn't like there's a couple things for me that were a little cringy with the reva uh storyline but it was pretty good, though. I did enjoy it. And I, I enjoyed how they 
brought it back to Order 66. And Riva being a youngling and there's a connection there and it gave more it gave more power to Riva's character because of that. And I enjoyed that. And it also gave Obi-Wan a connection point with Riva that he wouldn't have had either otherwise and it just added to the story. So I think they did some really good things with Riva. Um I'll be interesting to see if Reva ever pops up in anything else, if Reva would pop up in a season two of Kenobi or what that would look like. But overall, I thought that was good. I thought the Inquisitors overall were pretty good. I think one thing I was very... I wasn't sure about the Inquisitors going into it is because the Inquisitors, yes, they're Force-sensitive. They're not technically Sith, though. And I didn't want them to make the Inquisitors like really powerful um like vader level like there was a clear distinction that the inquisitors were not anywhere near the same level as darth vader or obi-wan and those sorts of things and i so i think that was especially when they're the height of their power i know when obi-wan was kind of reconnecting with the force and that sort of thing they definitely probably could give obi-wan a run for his money and all that but like when we see the fight between reva reva and Vader, like, Reva has no chance. Like, Vader is just so much more superior. And I'm glad they didn't make the Inquisitors more powerful than they actually are and actually were. And so I was a little worried they were since it seemed like it was going to be a big storyline, but they didn't. So I was pleased with how they brought them in and how, like, they gave, I feel like they gave them the right amount of force power, if that makes sense, and didn't overwhelm us with too much Inquisitors. And so that is kind of my short overview of Kenobi, ranked at number three. And like I said, I thought Kenobi was extremely well done. I think it was probably a hard show to write, so I'm going to give him some leeway in that. But I think it was a really well done show. I thought it was it was a fun watch. It was a fun watch. And I will always take more of Kenobi if I can get it. So I think from that standpoint, they definitely didn't like mess it up, I don't think. Um, there's probably things they could have done different, but I definitely don't think they messed it up. And I thought that was as much as we could have asked for with the Kenobi show. So I thought it was well done. So that is number three. So we got two bet, two left. Um, and whatever that order is, we will find out whether Tales of the Jedi or Andor ranks at number one when we come back. Hello, hello, we are back with you, and we are going to reveal my number one show for, Star Wars show for the year of 2022, and I am, like I said, the Kenobi show is great, I have Andor and Tales of the Jedi above it, because I thought they were absolutely amazing, great shows, and so we're going to get into number one and number two. So you guys ready? A little bit of uh, some anticipation here, hopefully. And my number one show for 2022, number one Star Wars show, is Tales of the Jedi. I will, I'm ranking that as my number one. may have some bias, but that is my number one. And my number two is Andor. Um, so 
Let's dive into Andoil. Let me tell you why I like it so much, why I chose that as my number two show, and then we will end with why Tales of the Jedi is my favorite for 2022. So, Andor, I loved Andor for many reasons. Um, I think Andor in Rogue One, Cassian was a extremely intriguing character, and so I'm glad they took it and ran with a series with it. I think it was awesome to see them take a already intriguing character and dive into a story. I think that was awesome. Um, I think the other thing I loved with Andor, and this is probably the thing I'm going to hit on the most, is we get to see normal Star Wars galaxy life in Andor. And I think that was so much fun for me. We got to see a normal Joe trying to figure out life, doing that and what that looks like within the Empire. We got to figure see Andor do that. We got to see Luthen do that. We got to see um, some of the ISB agents do that. And we even, I mean, we got to see Mon Mothma, uh, which is not quite normal life, but it's not force users and all that type of stuff. Uh, so I think that was part of the brilliance of Andor was its simplicity in normal life. And yeah, there was some really cool moments. There's still blasters and there's still things getting blown up at times. But there's a lot of just backstory and normal life and trying to figure all that out. And Andor trying to figure out if he wanted to be a part of the rebellion, if he wanted to do his own thing and all that. And his relationship with his, I think, technically adoptive mother and all that happens with that. And so I think that whole scenario and that whole idea i think it was a lot of fun um i think it was a type of star wars that we didn't need lightsabers to enjoy Uh, it was a type of star wars that i think we see the heartbeat of the rebellion and i think this pulls off of like a rebels type show like star wars rebels like yeah there was jedi and rebels but there was a little bit more normalcy and why they were fighting for what. And it was on a smaller scale. It was on a smaller basis. And we get to see that. And I think that was part of the reason I loved Andor so much is it's we just see the heartbeat of the normal normal Galar girl or Galar guy fighting against the, the, against the Empire and the start of the rebellion and what Mon Mothma is working for, what Luthan is working for. And all those other characters. And I think that is so cool. And I, I mean, I even just love the scenes. Like, we get to see what Coruscant looks like. We get to see what the IB, IB, ISB um, agents. And we get to see the ISB meeting rooms. And those sorts of things. We get to see a... Uh, so with I think it's Surreal. Is Surreal his... We get to see a normal apartment on Coruscant with his mom. I think that's pretty cool. Um, we just get to see a lot of normal things that like, I mean, I live in an apartment with my wife and it's nothing fancy, but it's a nice apartment and like it, but it's more normal life. And so I think it was cool to see some of that in the Star Wars universe. And, uh, and I know we have some books that cover some of those things, but we don't necessarily have a lot of, I don't know what you would say, like, I mean, screen time of just normal star wars things and that was part of the i think awesomeness about andor and the start of the rebellion and the finding that heartbeat and i think even like luthan and mon mothma are sold into this but they're figuring out what it looks like 
and they're figuring out what it looks like bringing people like Cassian and others to their cause. So yeah, we get to see Forrest Whitaker's character Saul Guerrero, which I think is a lot of fun as well, and kind of all this rebellion come together. So that is my kind of synopsis for Andor and why I think Andor is great. A lot of it is because of the normal things we life things we see that we haven't seen as much in Star Wars, which I know part of that's part of what makes Star Wars is this kind of like magic, this mythical, this fantasy universe that we get to step into, and I like that, but it kept that and allowed us to see some of the normal things in there, and I think that was part of the reason I, it kept a good balance of that. There was still this like fantasy, magical, stepping into a different kind of universe but we get to see some of the more normal day-to-day life stuff and normal people and how they function in the galaxy. And I think that's a lot of fun. So that is Andor. And now for why I love Tales of the Jedi. Uh, number one, uh, first reason I love Tales of the Jedi, I loved seeing Ahsoka and I love seeing Dooku. Um, and I love seeing parts of their stories that we that hadn't been told yet um i think it was so cool to see those i think it was so awesome to see a glimpse of why dooku walked away from the jedi order how palpatine was involved in that from the start i think that was super cool i think it was cool to see how yaddle was involved in that and to see Dooku's battle the Dooku's battle with Yaddle and how Yaddle passes away um it was kind of I always thought it was interesting because it was always kind of ministry mystery we saw Yaddle in episode one and never saw her again and it was like where'd that person go where'd Yoda's counterpart go um and now we have an answer to that so that's kind of nice but I think just that whole aspect, it was really cool to see. Um, And then I think it was also with, especially on the Dooku side of things, it was cool to see Dooku as a master and to see him in Qui-Gon's relationship and how that works um, and how they are figuring things out and how Qui-Gon even kind of writes Dooku at times. And it's just interesting to see, like, Dooku kind of lets himself go, even as a Jedi. And it is interesting to see that, like, even his apprentice has to rein him in. And I think this is probably, like, why, like, Dooku was on the Jedi Council, I'm pretty sure. And probably part of the reason Qui-Gon never was was because he still held some of Dooku's ideas, but he was still held strong to the Jedi ideals. And he mixed those together, and he was finding his balance between those. And... I think that's also part of the reason, and part of the reason I also love this, and this goes back to Obi-Wan Kenobi, but, like, I think we get to see, like, why Qui-Gon turned out to be Qui-Gon, and we got to see why how Qui-Gon deals with Kenobi, and how they kind of mesh, and why Obi-Wan ends up being Obi-Wan, and how he, how his master was trained, and... I think part of the, that's probably part of the reason Obi-Wan survived Order 66. Obi-Wan stayed to the light. He did his own thing. He he kept the course and did what he wanted, to, what was right. And so I think that seeing all that backstory, I find very interesting, a lot of fun. Um, 
And so, yeah, I think that's a lot of fun. And it's also, I, also too with this, I think it was just kind of fun to see some Clone Wars. Well, not Clone Wars, but, well, I mean, I guess it was Clone Wars animation, but pre-episode one content, we don't have much of that. And so that was cool to see as well. So that's the Dooku side, and now the Ahsoka side. And so the Ahsoka side of this, I thought Ahsoka was... I love seeing Ahsoka being... Like, we got to see her, like, from when she was born to the whole um, interaction with the tiger-lion animal when her mother goes hunting and she gets taken and she connects with the ant- the creature and rides the creature back into her people's village. Like, I thought that was super cool, uh, kind of to see that. And I think the line, the Tegruda Elder, she, when Ahsoka comes back at the end of that episode, because Ahsoka is Jedi. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, that's so cool. Like, I think that was like that, like, I was like, oh, yes, this is, this is so cool. Like, that line just hit me. I was like, yes. But... Um, so I think that was super well done. And then I think when we see, it was also very interesting to see Ahsoka being trained by Anakin and more of that and how those interactions were, um, in that second episode, which was a lot of fun. And I think the thing I find the most interesting with all that is, and somebody mentioned this, I saw somebody post about this, I don't know, I mean, shortly after the, the, Tales of the Jedi came out, but how Ahsoka was training with the clones and with the 501st and Rex and all those guys, he she probably helped her survive Order 66 that we see in Season 7 of the Clone Wars. And like, unbeknownst to them, Anakin set her up to succeed and live through Order 66, which I think it was just a cool parallel. I loved how they did that, how they put that together and I mean you got Dave Filoni working on that so what do you expect but like that was so cool and I love seeing that I'm um, in that aspect of it and a little bit more of Anakin and Soka's relationship in that and I think the other and then getting to the last one the last episode of this is Ahsoka when she is is it on Batu? is it Batu? that's not right maybe it is the planet she's on, um, I'm not remembering off the top of my head, but that she goes to after she's kind of trying to escape, she's going by the name Ashla, um, and we are, so it, we're seeing her post-season seven, she doesn't have lightsabers, um, the Empire is starting to force its will on people, we're seeing some of this uh, persecution, and then the Inquisitor comes to town and she has the fight with the Inquisitor, which that episode went quick. Um, but the two things I loved, I loved how fast she defeated the Inquisitor. And this goes back to what I talked about in the Kenobi show. How much superior a fully trained Jedi is versus an Inquisitor. I just thought that was so cool. Um and so I think that was super fun to see that. And even especially since she didn't even have a lightsaber. I just thought that was so cool. And if you notice, I think she used a similar move 
to defeat that Inquisitor as she did to capture Maul on Mandalore, which I thought was kind of a cool reference and flash to um, when Ahsoka lost her lightsabers and Maul's the only one that has a lightsaber and how she did that. Um, just how she like launched and grabbed the lightsaber and all that. It was similar. Not the exact same, but it was similar. So I thought that was pretty cool um, reference too. And then I think the other other aspect of this that I really enjoyed, I think I talked about this when I was, we kind of did some a hype uh, episode for Tales of the Jedi, is I wanted to see her interactions with Bail Organa and how she went about that and how she got connected to be Fulcrum. And we kind of get to see the start piece and end piece to that with a, with uh, Bail, and I thought that was super fun to see. Um, so that is Tales of the Jedi. I loved it phenomenal my number one show for 2022 and yeah yeah it was great so um that is yeah that's so that's my ranking so we got tales of the jedi number one Andor two kenobi three and book of boba fett four and honestly out of the four of these i think the only one that i was really disappointed in was book of boba fett the rest of them i thought were really well done so with that said as we um look at this and look to next week and all that my question of the week which i'm going to give you guys ahead of time is what how would you rank those shows for the 2022 and what would that look like for you personally and what were your favorites and least favorites um so we'll post that on instagram and get that out there but that is our question of the ike's question of the week this week that i'll give you in episode so lucky for you i don't usually do that but that is it um and also what shows i mean you guys can let me know what shows are you guys looking forward to for 2023 we got bad batch uh mando they just released march 1st release date for mando season three um we got i don't know what all is actually slated we got a visions volume two coming out which might be kind of fun we got i think ahsoka is supposed to come and some others so we got a lot coming i think in 2023 Actually, I think Skeleton Crew, too, I thought I heard. But um, we'll get there. Um, but we got a lot of good stuff coming for 2023 in regards to shows, which will be a lot of fun. So that is today's episode. So uh, our, my 2022 Star Wars show rankings, what are yours? Um, love to hear from you guys. And as we always like to say here on Ike's Flame, light the fire. Have a great week. <laughs>